0: On tonight's show, we have credit specialist and entrepreneur, Will Roundtree. And now for your host, Cool
1: Park.
0: Let's Stop that. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We are now into episode nine, man. It's been a journey. Episode nine. Last episode, episode eight, we had Gabby B. Gabby B, man, she's pop star in the making. I'm telling you, Brazilian pop star from Miami. Go check her out. She dropped a new video. You can check her out at Gabby B underscore music on Instagram. All that good stuff. She has a new EP coming out. So make sure you check her out. Just want to show her some love on the back end. Uh, but going into this week, we got somebody new. And if you are tuning in, you may know this guy. You may know this gentleman. And if you don't know this gentleman, maybe you are here to learn about some credit. Maybe you have some credit issues. Maybe you're just trying to figure out how you can leverage your credit. Whatever it is, this man has the answer for you. Credit is king. Full time CEO. Those are books he has written, but those are true, true-to-life words, true-to-life phrases, true-to-life terms you need to get to know and know well. Change It can change your life. Alright, we got Will Roundtree on the show. And this guy, I mean, he's he's everywhere. He's everywhere. So you might have heard of him. You might know him. You might have seen him. Cause if you follow him on Instagram, he has a whole bunch of followers. He's doing his thing. He's he's into these communities, man. He's diving into people's lives. He's changing people's lives with his services. And it's it's uh it's genuine. It's not a money grab. All right. So we'll talk about his backstory, how he got into it. He'll give you some nuggets give you some inspiration on getting your credit right on how to how to increase your credit and do other things with your credit if your credit is good all right real good brother man like i said it's just all genuine and you'll get that as soon as i bring him on you'll you know that if you've been following him if you follow his youtube he does a lot of lives he gives a lot of good free information free game that you could take and just change your life with um And that's before even utilizing any of his services. So that just goes to show you how giving and how much he really cares about what he's doing and the information he's putting out into the world to everyone. All right. So without further ado, let me bring on Will Will Roundtree. Give him a give him a nice, cool card intro the way I do it. All right. So without further ado, y'all check Will out.
1: Hey guys, this is Will Roundtree, your FICO certified credit specialist, credit mastery instructor for the J. Morrison Academy, author of two books, Credit is King, as well as Full Time CEO, The Shit They Don't Tell You. But more importantly, I want to take you on this journey about financial literacy, the importance of credit, how to understand credit, and how to get to that money. main reasons that, you know, myself my partner Paul have uh, really wanted to just come back to Milwaukee and have an initiative to help increase the rate of home ownership especially amongst our african americans you know just from learning the statistics that the city of milwaukee itself has less than 17 percent of black population here in milwaukee one of the dopest words that i learned about a long time ago is called extraordinary and the word extra in lamest terms just mean just a little bit more meaning you can be ordinary but i want to be extraordinary which means i just have to put in a little bit more work than the average person because I'm telling you, it doesn't take much more to be great.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Will Roundtree. What's going Thank on, you. brother?
1: Oh man, everything, everything. Appreciate the invite. Thank you for inviting me on, and uh I'm a huge fan myself.
0: Oh man, I appreciate a huge fan of yourself, myself. Thank you um yeah man it's an honor to have you on the show and for you guys that don't know uh i've known will for for a while now i mean we're not like great friends we do have a good mutual friend that knows both of us very well but i've met will in the past you know known of will and and this is what i want to say before we start the intro i'm about to gloat about you man all right (laughs) um for those of don't for those of you that do know you know but for those that don't know will he has built two multi-million-dollar companies, and that's not to brag. That's not to gloat. That's just to show you where you can really go from where he's where he's come from and to where he is now. All right. So that doesn't happen by chance. There's no magic pixie dust you sprinkle on somebody that that can put them in that position. There is no secret to success. All right, so to speak. But this is what I want to say about Will and why he is where he is right now and why he is the person that he is right now. Will, from day one, from when I first heard about you from Carlos, our mutual friend, he always told me how much hustle you had. (laughs) How much hustle you had and how much willingness you had in you to just do the things that normally people wouldn't do if they weren't getting paid. Um, if they really didn't see the end result firsthand, you were just always willing to just be involved in whatever endeavor somebody brought to you that you, you know, that you trusted in, of course, right. and that you thought that maybe it could take, you know, go somewhere. So me, Will, Carlos, we've had some endeavors in the past. Those didn't work out for whatever reasons. But Will was always that guy, man. I'm telling you, Carlos always spoke highly of you always great things about you about your hustle man and just your dedication and just your passion to just be great to to be involved to 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 be to uh give your input and just hustle just hustle 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 and and something you said that i use in the intro about just being extraordinary is just being doing a little bit extra and you always did that even when maybe you didn't have it Maybe you didn't even know the end point or what the end result end result would be. you just trusted the people that you were involved in it with, but you I'm telling you, man, like where you are now is not by chance. you worked hard and Thank you, man. I almost say i'm I'm proud of you, I know a lot of people are proud of you, and I mean you're just doing great things man and it's it's really good look, and I love how you're giving value to people, and that's what this show is about, and that's why I had to have you on here. I gotta ha- I gotta have you give them some gems, some nuggets, man. You know what <laughs> I mean? There's a lot of people out here that wanna get their credit right. They wanna be entrepreneurs, they just don't know how. Some people just don't know what they need to know. You know what I mean?
1: So, Absolutely.
0: Without further ado, I just wanna kinda jump into the interview. Started off by asking you, can you give us an overview of your your business, your businesses? Everything that you're doing with We Service Management, We serve, We serve, We, we Management, Me, we, we Management Services, right? Right, correct. All over the place with that, but. No, it's all <laughs> good. but yeah, I'll give you the platform.
1: Okay, no, first of all, thank you for having me, man. I wasn't expecting the intro like that, so no, uh, appreciate it. And like you say, we've been knowing Carlos mutually for, man, I think I met Carlos almost 15 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's just always been a good brother, a brother to me. I mean, he's seen me from the highs and lows and he would always talk about you. And so uh, we definitely haven't had an, a lot of opportunities, you and I, to work together. But indirectly, we've always been in the same circle. So I definitely appreciate you, too. But uh, just a little bit about myself, Will Roundtree. I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, been in Las Vegas since 2005. And my company, We Management Services, is really we're a financial education company, I like to call us. Uh, my parent product or service started out just doing credit education. You know, I never really like to say I do credit repair. That is mainly just a byproduct uh, because it's a million people that do credit repair, but know nothing about credit. You know, our focus has always been we want to educate you and let you make an educated decision. And if you want to hire us, that's cool. If not, we'll show you how to go get the information so you can do it yourself. Uh, outside of that, you know, we also offer uh, helping small and medium sized businesses get access to capital through creative financing strategies. Uh, we also uh, our real estate investors, so we teach real estate investing. I'm an entrepreneurship uh, entrepreneurship coach, so I help a lot of small and medium sized businesses grow their businesses. Actually, went to an event uh, Sunday, similar to like a Shark Tank style, where we were looking at up and coming businesses or entrepreneurs to invest in their companies. And I saw this uh, company, two little young queens, nine and well, yeah, nine and six who I'm going to start mentoring them to help them grow their business. So I do a lot of mentorship, a lot of coaching, uh, you know, um, I mean, motivational speaker. Some have pegged me (laughs) as never really considered myself that, of course, a two time author and uh, just all around entrepreneur. I like to say I'm a serial entrepreneur. And so one of the things a lot of people always ask me, how come your company isn't a credit company? And I did that purposely because I never wanted to be just a one a one uh, trick pony. I never wanted to be paid as just a credit guy. That was more so just my springboard to get into opening up other avenues, because no matter what you're doing in business, you're always going to need credit. And so once I was able to kind of establish my foothold in a door in that space, in that industry, in that genre, it opened up a lot of other doors for me just to be the all around entrepreneur that I've been you know, branding myself to be over the past 15 years.
0: Right. Man. So what I want to know, and I'm sure how what a lot of people want to know, because a lot of people have ideas. Right. A lot of people have ventures, a, a couple of ventures, and they just don't know how to manage it. They, ha- they don't know how to juggle it. How do you manage to juggle it? Was it kind of like an evolutional thing? Was it where you started one thing and it kind of just snowballed into the other? kind of had extensions or how how did that all come about and how do you manage to juggle that?
1: Yeah, great question. So I would like to say I kind of had an unfair advantage in learning that because the thing is, is before I actually started growing my businesses, I learned about business first.
0: Okay.
1: And so I start, I got my start in entrepreneurship through network marketing, which is actually how I ended up in Las Vegas. So I learned a lot about personal development, uh, time management, different things like that. So as I started to grow my companies, uh, I learned how to, as for lack of better words, juggle. Okay. Now, one of those things is, is that I only focus on income producing activity during income hours. Right. So I'm not doing anything that's not related to us growing the bottom line of the company during business hours. So I do a lot of the things that aren't necessarily income generating things outside of business hours. And so I say that because I speak to so many entrepreneurs where they spend most of their time doing things that aren't going to generate the company money in the beginning. Right. And so how I juggle my time is I focus on that. Secondly, I don't do it alone. I've created a team. Okay. And that's the thing that a lot of us newer entrepreneurs have to understand. And I get it. It's your baby. You don't want anybody else to touch it. It's your vision. You you know, but you have to learn how to uh, relinquish and delegate. And that's really ultimately what a CEO is. They're the maestro. They're the visionary. They're the they're the, uh, you know, the leader of the 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 engine. You know, I always often say Henry Ford never built an automobile. He was the visionary of the Ford Motor Group, but he hired people that he can delegate the, the things. But people still revere Henry Ford as one of the greatest inventors of all time, but he never built the automobile. So. How I've been able to delegate my time is one, learning about time management, two, learning how to delegate, three, focusing on whatever is income producing activity, doing that during income producing hours. And so, but that's things that I've learned over a course of 15 years. So it definitely did not come overnight. Right.
0: It, can you explain to the audience the importance of mentorship? And give us your backstory on how you were mentored, who you were, ment- who you were mentored by, the, the, the pivotal one, the pivotal one. Absolutely. At many. Uh, but yeah, can you give us the importance of mentorship and what it has done for you? All of that.
1: Oh, man. So I, I tell people, and I, I often compare business journey like trying to get in shape. Like I can remember just going to the gym just to go and I got no results because (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And so how can one go into a completely foreign industry thinking they're going to get results? Now, could it happen? Absolutely. But I wanted to be able to know what I had to do to a T and work with someone that can that's kind of already been through the field with the machete. And so mentorship was extremely important for me because they're going to let me know the pitfalls. They're going to let me know what's going to be beneficial. They're going to let me know what to look out for and understanding that there's a certain investment that comes with that. And so I often tell people, why would someone invest in you if you're not willing to invest in yourself? And so mentorship is vitally important. Now, mentorship doesn't always have to come in a form of working with someone one on one. I mean, books and audiobooks were my first mentors because I couldn't afford to pay to sit with someone. Right. But. That was a stepping stone that helped me develop my mindset to be able to say, you know what, if I really want it, I'll go sell my shoe collection. If I really want it, I'll go work a third shift job. I'll go drive Uber. I'll save up enough money so I can go and pay and invest (laughs) to get to that next level. And so I just was willing to sacrifice and do what I had to do. I can remember when I moved to Las Vegas and, you know, I did. I, I wasn't making any money, and so I would go and power wash buildings third shift. I, like I just did what I had to do legally, of course, right, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to be able to make some money to to reinvest back into myself. And a lot of that came in the form of mentorship. And so I remember one of the uh, uh, one-on-one mentorships I invested in was, and I, I invested in a coaching call with one of my mentors, and that coaching call was fifteen hundred bucks. And so I didn't have the liquid cash, but I had a credit card. And me having the business mind I had, I was like, I'll put it on a credit card. I can make monthly payments on it. And it's a tax write-off. Right. I do that all day and twice on Sundays. And so, but because a lot of us just say fifteen hundred dollars to talk to somebody, if you deem their information value, it's not a cost, it's an investment. And that fifteen hundred has turned over a million times over. And so, just understanding, we have to be willing to invest in ourselves. Because why would I expect someone to stop everything they're doing, running all their businesses, to pour in little old Will Roundtree at the time? <laughs> like I brought no value to them. Right. And so, if you, it, so, so mentorship is vitally important. Uh, that was one of you know definitely one of the many you know mentorship opportunities that I've invested in. And then I'm always constantly reinvesting into mentorship, going to conferences, paying you know for Uh, mentorship in other areas, you know, having a tax specialist, I have an attorney. So I'm learning different uh, laws and different tax strategies and different business strategies, having a business coach. So no matter what level you're at, you still need mentorship. You know, it's the same reason why LeBron has a coach. He has a strength and conditioning coach. He has a three-point shooting coach. Like you want to have mentors to help you in every facet of where you want to be great at. And so, I mean, it's almost, you can't afford not to have a mentor, when you're trying to get to a certain level in, in, in life of whatever it is you're trying to accomplish.
0: So it's safe to say it costs money to make money. And, and that's what people need to understand. You have to be willing to invest in yourself. Like you said, you have to be willing to invest in yourself if you want somebody to invest in you or even take you seriously. How can they even take you seriously if you're not willing to invest in yourself? And it may not even be $1,500. It could be $500. It could be $400. Be it could be $100. Like, yeah. Like you said, it could be a book. You know, are you reading regularly? Are, right. you, are you trying to gain the knowledge so that you do know what you need to know and that you didn't know? You know what I mean?
1: Sometimes Absolutely. It,
0: sometimes it's just in a book. But if you want to take it to that next level, then yeah, it, it's always good to go and seek out someone who, like you said, been through the field with the machete, who knows the pitfalls. Knows what the snakes are, and they can kind of guide you along the way. Definitely. So let's get into this credit. Let's get into credit because right. that's that's the that's the buzz in the in the keyword here. Credit. Everybody Correct. wants to know about credit. What is what? What's the import? First, let's say what's the importance of good credit.
1: Oh, what is man. the importance we, of good credit? This could be an hour topic. <laughs> You know, and, but, and, okay,
0: let me add to that then. Because
1: all right, all right.
0: everybody pretty much knows what's, what the importance of good credit is, but right. it's far, far deeper than probably what they're thinking. Why shouldn't someone be intimidated by their low credit score?
1: Mm, good question. So a couple reasons. One, credit is really just a tool. And so just like a great carpenter, you can't build a house without tools. Right. Credit is a tool to get through life. Yeah. Could you get through life without it? Absolutely. But it'd be probably a little bit more difficult. What do I mean by that? Credit dictates the school zone your kids go to school in. Because when you have bad credit, you probably have to live in a less than desirable neighborhood. Employers are pulling your credit score. I've had clients who came to a sat down with us, decided not to move forward with service, go and try to apply for employment and got rejected because their credit score was not in position, you know. Your insurance rates dictate your credit score. So it's so much bigger than just getting a credit card, buying a home and different things like that. And then and I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more credit. Again, it being a tool, it's really just a lifeline, because imagine you being in a position where you need 500 bucks. What are the alternatives for a lot of us in our communities? Check cash in places where you got to go get a check cash in. a title loan where the interest rate is two to a thousand, 200 to 1,000 percent. Right. The average person will never pay that off. No. But if I have a credit card, as I call just in case of emergency break glass, doesn't mean you have to use it. But if I have a credit card for $5,000 that I keep in the shoebox for emergencies and I need 500 bucks to go replace my brakes or my radiator, guess what? I'm not subjective to predatorial lending institutions like the payday loan and the title loan. Right. And so- just understanding it really is just a tool. But we getting, we've gotten so conditioned to think it's bad. It's taboo. It's the devil. And this, that. And the third. I'm like, I know people who have burnt checking accounts, <laughs> you know, so it's not that credit is bad, is that we've been irresponsible with credit. Absolutely. And so and then we've only looked at it from a consumer standpoint. I mean, I've had clients where credit has been a tremendous lifesaver for them. Because they've had a loved one who maybe gotten uh, incarcerated and they needed bail money. Mm-hmm. So imagine what do you do if you can't come up with 500 bucks to bail out your son, get your uncle or whoever out of jail, but you have a credit card. I know people who have titled their, uh, their uh, vehicle or mortgaged their home for three thousand dollars. And so just it's like you have to understand, like we have to stop looking at it as it being bad. It's really just a lifeline, as I like to call it. And so when you understand that you're not you're not looking at it from, oh, an intimidation factor or because we look at our scores and it doesn't reflect what society deem is good credit. We get intimidated in that fashion. And so I tell people and I have friends jokingly who, you know, are involved in things that, you know, we we, you know, that are the underworld, let's just say Mm -hmm. they're they're. They're scared to look at their credit, but they're not scared to go toe the pistol. <laughs> so, like <laughs> like right. we have to get out of this mindset of credit. That's why, you know, I, I'm so passionate about just educating us about it. Like it doesn't have to be a bad thing. And no matter what your credit score is, it can always be rebuilt. It can always be restored. It can always be re- repaired. Now, it may take some time, but just know you can always rebound and don't let the three digit number intimidate you because it doesn't reflect what you think it should be, because it can always improve once you understand and educate yourself how to improve it. And that's really the biggest thing that I try to get people in dispelling that myth. And no, you don't have to wait seven years for it to repair. You can start on it today, no matter where it's at. And so uh, it doesn't have to be as scary as we make it out to be.
0: And And that's a good segue back to where you came from. Like you said, you had a credit card, you put $1,500 on it. Got a mentor, and I look where you are.
1: Correct. Yeah, it was an investment.
0: Yeah. What if you didn't have that fifteen hundred? Could have had you five steps back right now. Definitely. You Know what I mean? So for someone who does have a low credit score and they're drowning in it, and they're they're afraid, they're intimidated. What is the first? What are some of the first steps? A couple to get into credit recovery. To get your right.
1: So the first thing is just accepting where you are. You know, I know so many people, they won't open mail. They won't answer phone calls from 702 numbers. I mean, <laughs> I call clients all the time. They're like, man, I thought you was a bill collector. Right. <laughs> and so we just have to stop being so scared and understanding that, I mean, they can't take you to jail. You know, <laughs> so once we just get over the denial phase of, OK my credit is jacked up. Now let's just come up with a solution. Right. And that's the thing is that we we, we we too focused on a problem and not focused on a solution. So for those individuals who are in that situation, the first thing is, one, just pulling your credit. Because the thing I tell people that it's usually never as bad as they think it is, they're looking at the score and just thinking the credit is horrible. So for example, I had a client today, we pulled his credit, it was a 400. But he didn't have a lot of debt. He had one three hundred dollar credit card that was maxed out and went to collections. Excuse oh. me. So his total amount of debt was three hundred bucks. But it because it
0: down to a four hundred.
1: Yeah. And so literally all we have to do is get that three hundred dollar collection account cleaned up and he's back in the game. But because he was intimidated by the score. But that also comes because. He wasn't educated on how credit works or what it looks like. And so that's, again, why I so passionately going out here, educating people and saying, hey, we need to just understand the basics of credit.
0: Right.
1: What makes up a credit score? Understanding the credit profile, because I always say when you when you take care and focus on a profile, the score will take care of itself. And so and I get it. You know, people that come from communities like ours, we weren't taught about credit. We weren't taught about financial literacy. We weren't taught about savings. We weren't taught about creating wealth. I mean, in a lot a lot of households in a black community. We scared to talk about money. And I don't get that to save my life. But we'll go brag on our favorite entertainers who's a millionaire. <laughs> like <laughs> and so we just have to have a paradigm shift of and having these dialogues within our households. But, yeah, the first thing I would do, go and pull your credit and then understanding why your credit is the way it is right. because there's so much BS and so much fluff. And I mean, nowadays anybody with a cell phone and a social media page is an expert. Right. And so now you got to right. decipher to see, okay, what's the real and what's not. And I always say that BS to get somebody to the top, but it won't keep you there. So that's why it's such a revolving door in this space. So just make sure that, you know, you have discernment when you're seeking individuals, because I always say it's three people you need on your corner in your on your team, a tax specialist, uh, a financial specialist and a credit strategist, you know, and so with that credit strategist, they're going to be able to help you to navigate and helping you get in a better position and understanding credit, how to repair it, how to maintain it. And a lot of that I even talk about in my book, Credit is King, which, uh, you know, a lot of people have revered has been something that's been beneficial to them and helping them just to understand it, you know, at a layman's terms, because it's a lot of people that don't look like me in this space who are using big words that we really don't understand. So that's another reason it's intimidating. We make it sound scary. And so I just try to make it relatable and make people understand, look, it's not the end of the world. Your credit can be repaired. I don't care what your situation is. So, you know, just first thing, just to answer your question, go pull your credit, go look at it, see where it's at. And then start to learn and understand what you need to do to repair it. It may take some time, but I mean, what are you going to be doing anyway during that time? So just go ahead and be patient and, and, and you'll be in a better position more you know, sooner than, you know.
0: Okay. Great advice. Great advice. And also for everyone who doesn't know where to go to pull your credit, you can go to dot They give you a free credit report one each year for all three boroughs. Go pull your credit. It's going to have everything on there. It's going to probably Today. have on there. You didn't even know was on there. You could dispute it right from there, all that. Or you can go see somebody like Will take it a step further to yes, help you too. get your credit yeah. for and figure it out. Right? right. Yeah. And can you explain, um, the difference between revolving credit and what is it called? Installment credit.
1: Yeah. Great question. So those are the two types of credit that report on your credit report. So an installment credit or installment account is anything with a fixed payment. So that would be a mortgage, Auto loan your student loan. So no matter what that amount that you borrow the payment is fixed a revolving account would be a credit card anything with the revolving balance, which means that if you borrow you have a credit card for a thousand bucks and You borrow 500 your payment is going to be one thing But then when you get that $500 balance down to $100 your payment changes. It's revolving now The quickest way to rebuild and build a credit profile is by getting revolving credit. And that is because based upon the algorithms of how credit works, the way the credit bureaus look at a credit profile, installment credit is typically credit that people have to pay. Meaning if you have a mortgage, you probably need somewhere to live. If you have an automobile, you probably need to get back and forth to wherever you're going versus with revolving. I call it miscellaneous credit. And when you know how to use miscellaneous credit, uh, you're you're rewarded, you know, better using miscellaneous credit. And so with revolving, they know typically when things hit the fan and your income was to leave and this, that and the third, odds are you're probably going to stop paying your credit cards first. So when you take care of those, they reward you uh, in in a stronger manner. So and I say that to say a lot of people hear this. Hey, come buy a car and help build your credit score. Nah. That is the worst advice because (laughs) buying a car does not help you build your credit. But you can go get a $300 credit card that will help you build your credit a lot faster. But there's other strategies that come behind in understanding that. And those are the things that we teach people in understanding the strategies. Because it's one thing to say, hey, I have a credit card. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like I had a client today who... She went and paid off a couple accounts on her credit, but her score dropped. Well, she didn't know why, because she didn't have the right strategies behind what she was doing. She was just doing it. Mm-hmm. And so that's the difference between revolving and installments and understanding the difference, how they work, how they benefit your credit. And also understanding when it comes to revolving, you have to have a certain ratio of the amount of revolving you use or it also can impact your score. So but again, we have to understand those things. So
0: we're talking credit utilization, right?
1: Absolutely, that is correct.
0: And you got to keep that under what thirty?
1: Thirty percent or less. Thirty percent, and I'm always sure. say thirty percent. That's that's a C average. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have a thirty percent, that's like having a C in school. Right. Of course, you know we want to try to keep it as low or for they're below the thirty percent as possible.
0: And then also I want to add too, and I know you you spoke on this on a couple of your um, lives. When you finally pay off that huge whopping credit card debt, don't cancel the card.
1: Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> listen, Will, I did that one time. So right? I, I I can firsthand tell you, listen, I <laughs> scored dropped 80 points.
1: I've seen it all the time. I
0: was like, man, what? And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, let me get some of this credit off my account. Credit right. off my, you know what I mean? Man. I did not know. I I didn't know. I was dumb.
1: Oh, my God. You've all been there. And I tell people what you don't know can't hurt you and it will. Yeah. And so the reason that is, is because 35 percent of our score is based upon credit history. So let's say that credit card was one of your oldest accounts. You just closed it. So when you close it, you no longer have that history, which in turn dropped your credit score. So, again, you did it right by paying the debt down. Right. We just you just didn't have the proper strategy at that time, so that's why I tell people it's really all about strategy. Life is really about strategy, right. is what it was down I needed you is. back then, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. I needed you back then. Let's talk about FICO score and your credit score. What's the difference? Yes. between that? because a lot of people do not
1: know the
0: difference between that, I, I talk to people and they're like, "What's what's that?"
1: Correct. So FICO score is made. It's merely an algorithm of what calculates your score. And then they have different FICO scoring models. And so the FICO scoring model is the most commonly used by lenders. Now, your credit score is something you can just go and pull. Now, typically, unless you're going to myfico.com and paying t- to get your actual FICO score, everything else is what we call a FACO score. It's within reason of what your actual FICO score is. Now, another thing is that they have different scoring models based upon whatever it is you're trying to get approved for so your fico score to buy a mortgage is completely different than your fico score to buy an automobile mm. completely different for your fico score to be approved for a credit card and so when you go to myfico.com, it will actually it will actually give you all three of those okay. scoring models but it does it, it's an investment and so sometimes i send people there and like yeah it's gonna cost you 49 bucks and they're complaining first thing i ask them is how much is your direct tv bill right if your direct tv bill is 250 dollars. you know what you need to your priorities need to change right (laughs) you know so just understanding it's all an investment but that's really the difference it's it's an algorithm that the banks or the lenders are using to see if one is credit worthy
0: you see i did not know that because i know that i've gotten my fico score a couple times and it was different and i'm like right wait i thought it was this and you're telling me it's higher so i did not know that it was different fico scores for you know mortgage lending cars yeah. Wow. Taught me some. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And let's get into your programs. So can you kind of give a quick overview about Easy Funding? And uh, we spoke about your credit, let's call it credit uh, restoration, not repair, right. right? Right. Talk about Easy Funding, because I know that that's helped a lot of people, man. like. Oh, man. You know, especially people who want to get into like entrepreneurship. Definitely. Let's talk
1: about that. Absolutely. So essentially it's just a creative financing strategy. One may ask, what does that mean? So most people don't understand when you're a new business, the first thing they say, hey, I want to go to the bank and get a small business loan. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, no bank will give you a small business loan. And they say, I don't believe them. Say, okay, go and try it. (laughs) You have a better chance of winning the lottery. Right. And that is because banks, they they, banks do everything based off of statistics. And what that means is, is that they know statistically 89 percent of businesses fail within the first one to two years. So why would me as a bank give you tens of thousands of dollars and I know statistically you are going to fail. Right. And so the easy funding program that we offer is more of a creative financing strategy or creative funding strategy or creative capital strategy. So what does that mean? That means that we show people how to get revolving credit. They may say, well, what's the difference well, when you are trying to get a small business loan? It's a lot of red tape, a lot of paperwork, a lot of documents. They need financials, tax returns, profit and loss statement. And they want you to be in business a certain amount of time when you're going and using our easy funding platform by by leveraging uh, creative finance, creative financing. A couple different things a lot of people may not know. When you're trying to get revolving cr- credit or revolving capital, the first thing is is that you don't have to have any collateral. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. The reason that's so powerful is is that typically your business is your collateral, and if you're not in business at least two years, your company has zero value. But when you're going after revolving credit, because you don't have to have any collateral, you can be open one day and go to the bank and apply for a credit card under your company. So that's one of the benefits. Okay. Secondly little to no documentation. What does that mean? That means I can go to the bank and I don't necessarily have to show my proof of income if the bank doesn't require it. Versus if I try to go and get a business loan, I need to be able to show proof of income. Well, I'm a new business. I don't have any income. So that's another benefit of it. And then it's non-discretionary. What does that mean? So when you, if you try to go get a business loan, You have to show discretion of what the funds are being used for. So if you're saying it's for this building, you can only use it for that building. Whereas through our easy funding and we're going after creative financing, it's non-discretionary, meaning I can use it for whatever. So let's say you need to be able to purchase inventory. We get you a credit line for, let's say, 15,000 and your inventory is only going to cost you 2,000. You have some capital for inventory. Let's say you need some marketing capital, you know. Your Facebook or YouTube ads or whatever may cost you 500 a month. Yeah, you may not have five hundred dollars in your bank account, but because I have that line of credit for 10 grand, guess what? I'm able to pay for my uh, for my marketing. And so but again, it all boils down to the strategy. So essentially, whether you're a startup company, whether you've been open one day or one year, even if you're a seasoned company, if you're a company, if you're an individual that have multiple companies, our easy funding program has in the last three years helped over almost 3,000 businesses get upwards of probably close to over $900 million in capital. And this is in the course of three years because we've helped so many people get access to funding. Okay. And I don't like the term business credit because when people hear that, they think I can get credit for my business without using my social. Right. And that's not the case. Sure. It's merely capital for your company. So whether it's personal credit cards, business credit cards, or a business line of credit or a personal line of credit, it's all capital. And so and that's the things that we show people within our easy funding program.
0: Okay. And so within the program, do you kind of educate them on how to go about paying all that back? And not-
1: So we really can't show them how to pay it back because we don't know what their vehicle is or what they're using it for. And so that's where coaching comes in. So we do offer one-on-one coaching. Okay. Now,
0: gotcha.
1: the thing about the capital is not everybody who goes to our program is running a business. Mm-hmm. But I tell people and I always share my story. I've, I learned about this strategy because that's how I was able to grow my business. You know, when I got back in the uh, industry of growing a business, mm-hmm. but I didn't need the capital right away. And so the beautiful thing about revolving credit is that you only need you only have to pay on it and use it when you need it. Right. Because remember, it's a it's a revolving credit line. Right. So I may get the capital today, but may not start doing anything with the money for a year. Okay. But it's like insurance. I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Okay. Because that's the last thing we want to do is, hey, I started a business. I'm in business and I have an opportunity that starts tomorrow when I have no money. Right. Banks don't work that fast. So you always want to position yourself. And, I'll, and I have this thing where I say, You are where you are today is a direct reflection of the decisions you made three to five years ago. And so a lot of us, we try to make decisions for tomorrow. Today, and we have to stop doing that. So I tell people, yeah, if you have aspirations of being in business, you should start building your capital stack now because you never know what you're going to need in a year or two years or even two months or three months from now.
0: Now, now with the easy funding program, because I know people will want to ask these type of questions, with the easy funding Absolutely,
1: program,
0: like the APRs, are those reasonable? Are they kind of in line with what most credit cards are at? Or?
1: Yeah, great question. So, yes, it's definitely in line with most credit cards, but I always tell people reasonable is subjective. Okay. And what I mean by that, so the average interest rate or APR on a revolving credit card or a line of credit, because it's no collateral and unsecured, is going to be anywhere between seven to let's just say 19 to 20%. Right. Now one may say, well, that's kind of high. And I'm like, "Compared it to what? And then I just pause <laughs> because what are your other options?
0: Right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Now the only other option that is out there when you're a business, they have basically it's called a pay <coughs> excuse me, a payday loan for your company. Mm-hmm. And how that works is, is that you can have crappy credit, Based upon your bank statements, they'll lend you money short term, anywhere between three to 24 months. But there's a caveat that money comes with the price and the average interest rate on that is 30 to 250 percent. So most businesses go bankrupt because that's how they borrow money. I have several clients we've had to help them get out of those type of lending, uh, those type of loan programs because it will bankrupt you. Yeah. And so just to give people what the numbers look like, I have a client who borrowed thirty six thousand dollars. His payment is twelve hundred dollars a day.
0: Twelve hundred dollars yes. a?
1: a day? A <laughs> day. So when people come to me and complaining about seven, twelve, thirteen percent, and they say that's expense, I've said, show me where you can get cheaper money without showing proof of income, right. without showing tax returns, without showing putting up any collateral, and your company hasn't even been open. And made no money, <laughs> you know. Wow. So so I'll, that's why the answer I always say is subjective. And I tell people, if you can show me cheaper money, I will come and work for you. <laughs> you know, so.
0: $1,200 a day is insane, man.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's why a lot of companies go bankrupt.
0: Yeah, easy, easy funding sounds like the way to go.
1: <laughs> we've helped a lot of people. We've actually used easy funding to help people get out of those type of loans. Wow. Yeah
0: wow 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 let's talk about your books now because i know you okay you've got credit is king and you got you just came out with full-time ceo
1: yes full-time ceo the shit they don't tell you there you go absolutely
0: you can pick that up on amazon i do have the links to both books in the description on the replay of this video so you guys can check that out go get that book man get you some knowledge
1: definitely appreciate it
0: how was it writing the first one
1: man, it, it, it happened so organic. And I had literally had no expectation with the book. And so I remember I had a good friend who owns a publishing company mm-hmm. and he said, you know, well, you should write a book. And I was like, man, I don't know what to write about. Like my <laughs> life isn't that interesting. <laughs> so he was like, just write about what you know. And I was like, man, it's a mi- million credit books. Right. He was like, man, just write it from your point of view. And so One of the things that I I learned after going through a lot of these credit books is they try to use all these fancy words and, again, the things that intimidate people. So I I literally wrote the book from a high school point of view. So a person in high school can pick up the book and read it. And then I didn't want to necessarily do a how to because it's a million of those. So I I almost kind of wrote it like a manual. And I talk about everything from understanding what FICO scores and FACO scores are, understanding how to deal with collection agents, understanding the credit myths like people don't understand one credit myth would be if you marry someone with bad credit you inherit their bad credit and that's not true you still whatever you came to the table with that's what you come with from the credit standpoint so i mean credit laws understanding how to deal with identity theft student loan debt so i just tried to talk about as much about understanding credit how to maintain it how to repair it i have some sample letters in there so it's really just a a easy read. I've had people say, hey, I bought your book and on a three hour flight going cross country, I almost completed it. So it's a very easy read. And uh, one of the things I'm working on now is trying to get it in prisons and in high schools and colleges. I was just to so that. I was just
0: going to yes. ask you that because like you said, they don't teach it. They don't they teach know. it. Not to that, you know what I'm saying? Not to that extent. They don't teach it. So I was going to ask you, have you partnered up with any high schools to try to get it on their reading list? And you know what I mean? Just get more students in the know of credit before they even get out there and, you know, get that first credit card with the vultures that try to get them on college campuses. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> where they get them at. Yeah. Not, not, and so I, I have been working on that right now. I donate a hundred books to a school every, you know, usually every quarter uh-huh. just so that it's going out there because I, I at least want them to get the information. And, and I mean, in the books, I mean, to this day, I'm actually so surprised of how well it sells because again, I had no expectation. I literally wrote it. I, so one of the things that I learned in business is that I don't carry business cards often. And people ask me, why don't you carry business cards? And they're like, and I tell people, because people don't do business with you because you have a business card.
0: Right.
1: I can remember going to networking events, giving out my cards, and I go outside. They're all on the floor. On the floor. But my business card is my book. You're not going to throw that on the floor. Right. <laughs> you know, and so right. when I'm at airports, when I'm in events, I'll give people a, 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 a book, First, wow. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's now my business card. So that's really why I wrote a book. It was my it was my business card. And I tell every single business owner, you should write a book. I don't care if it's a, a a pamphlet with 15 pages. That is your new business card. Just to tell people about what you do, how you do it, why they should do business with you, and why you're the expert in your industry or field. That's your new business card. Man,
0: that's brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yes. never thought about it that way. For real. And what about full time CEO?
1: Yeah. So for, yeah. So full yeah, so time CEO, like I mentioned, I never wanted to be pegged as just a credit guy. Mm-hmm. So when people was asking me, Hey, when are you going to write your next book? Everybody was expecting me to drop another credit book. And I'm like, no, my I want to do a book on entrepreneurship because that's really what my calling is. I feel right. And so, but there's so many different books that talk about, Hey, you stay up late and go to every networking event and you're going to be successful. I didn't want to write a book like that. So I wanted to tell people the shit they don't tell you about in business. You're going to lose friends. You're going to lose money. You're going to probably lose a relationship. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, everything that can go bad in business will go bad on your journey. And so that's the shit they don't tell you about in business. And so this book is really just a, uh, kind of a culmination of some of my stories, a lot of my failures that I talked about. So I was completely vulnerable in this book and just talking about the things that you don't think about, because also often, you know, like take someone who can bake a great cake. They'll go and want to open a restaurant or a bakery, not knowing they know nothing about business. So the odds on them succeeding is very slim. I want to tell you why you have to what you need to learn to in order to grow the business it's not just about knowing how to bake a cake and so that's pretty much what the book is about is teaching people the unglamorized side of being an entrepreneur you know
0: okay and that's needed
1: which is also my other business card (laughs) (laughs) right right right
0: and and that's definitely needed and that's what i'm talking about with with my show man that's that's what i want to give people it's what they don't know what they don't know And what some people won't tell them because, you know, you got a lot of gatekeepers that don't want to give them information. Uh, You know, people are people are in a race and they don't want to give them the information. So I do appreciate, you know, you being very transparent with everything you have given. Before we wrap this up, I got to talk about well, I want you to talk about your experience with the TED Talk platform. Oh, man. Yes. And just, you know, give us kind of like a quick overview of like the 50 men the the uh the initiative you're doing down in Milwaukee, uh, what else you got going, man? You got so much going on. I got man. a lot of stuff going
1: on, <laughs> you man. He yeah. at
0: the Jay Morrison Academy. Right, right. Um, what else? And and then, well, let, okay, we'll talk about the trademark stuff in a minute. So I don't want to. All forget. right, definitely. But yeah, talk definitely. about TED Talks, and then let's talk about Fifty Men and what you're doing in Milwaukee. I think that's yeah.
1: So, you know, thank you. So I can remember just when Ted Talk became popular and just seeing people going on there and talking about different topics and de- and things like that. And so when I got the initial call and they were like, Hey, we want you to come and do a Ted talk. I'm like, first I was extremely excited, but I'm like, man, I'm really not a speaker like that. Yeah. But they were like, no, we've heard your, you know, your talks and this, that, and the third. And so, I mean, it was literally, a, I, I literally thought it was a dream just because that's almost like the pinnacle for right. someone who is in the world of speaking. Yeah. And so uh, but what's so crazy is I remember I didn't want to talk about credit, though, because that's what everybody expected me. So I actually went on and talked about the power of failure okay. and talking about how we have been we have been conditioned to think failure is a bad thing. But failure really is just preparation for success. Right. You know, failure is just failure is not an event. A lot of times we fail because we didn't prepare properly. A lot of times we fail just because it's not our time to succeed. And so understanding that when you, when you view failure as just, okay, it's just not my time. I need to keep working on myself. It's nothing that can shake you or knock you off your rocker. And so we just have to have a different relationship when it comes to failure. And so that's what the TED talk is about. And it just talks about my life and my journey and how I failed my way to the to to where I am, and that's what I always tell people: you have to fail your way to success. And the sooner you understand the power of failure, I believe that's the, that's that can dictate how fast you get to the levels of success that you're striving for. And so that just kind of segues way into what your next question is: is that I've tried so many things in life, but once I kind of said I feel I found my calling mm-hmm. in this space, you know, I just wanted to give as much as I can. And I learned by uh, one of my mentors by the name of Jim Rohn, and he said, If you give, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll be blessed beyond measures. And so that's why, you know, we go out and do the corner classes where we're literally going across the country, setting up right in the hood. You know, when we're in Chicago, we're on Madison and Pulaski, you know, the hood hood. Yeah. When we're at, you know, in LA and La Park. When we're, you know, in Milwaukee, we're on Fonda, 60th and Fond du Lac. I mean, Uh, We're just right in the middle of the hood outside teaching a financial literacy class for free. Anybody can pull up. And I mean, we've had instances where it's been so many people outside. The police have pulled up because they didn't know what was going on. And then they actually end up staying and saying, wow, this is powerful. And so. uh, So, yeah, so that's one of the things that we do. We have the 50 men series where we go into the barbershops and the beauty salons and educate them. And the customers and the clients inside the shop about financial literacy, about credit, about entrepreneurship, because in a black community, the barbershop and the salon, that's like our Mecca. That's our, you know, that's our sanctuary. That's where we go, you know, for everything. And so that was one of the things that I wanted to do to really just, again, kind of give back. And that's what we do. So, 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 you know, that's what we're so passionate about is being able to give people this information because one, you're one decision, one great idea, one nugget away from getting to that next level. And if we can say one thing that sparks you to go and find what that next thing is to help you get to that next level, it was all worth it. Right. And so, so yeah, so that's one of the things, of course, you know, I have my podcast, uh, I have, you know, my YouTube channel. Uh, I mean, we, it's, it's just a lot that we do. So I tell people, you know, because I know I can't sit down with everybody. But that's why we have so many different platforms. I have my FICO Fridays. Every Friday I go live on Instagram. Yep. Uh, unless I'm on a plane, yep. uh, I, I've been doing it for the past three years religiously, and it's almost became a cult following. I lit, when I, I had to uh, postpone it this past Friday because I was traveling, and people got upset. <laughs> like man, I canceled <laughs> my date to get on. And so, like, but it's just kind of cool to see that people are buying into the information. Yeah. And then in Milwaukee, we have the ground up initiative where, you know, we're helping, you know, underserved individuals, you know, because Milwaukee is my hometown, be able to understand. It's easier to be approved for a house than, than a credit card, but people don't understand how ridiculously simple the process is because we don't have the right information. And I get it it was designed that way on purpose. They don't want us. And when I say us, I'm talking about our communities, the black, brown, uh, minority communities to get access to this information. And so the ground up initiative, that's what we're doing. No matter you know what level of education you're on, what your income is, there's programs that are out there. And so that's one of our initiatives in my hometown, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So I mean, for a lot of people who don't know, you can buy a house in Milwaukee for $30,000. I mean, that's, Wow. More than what that's less than what some people are about to go and put their tax refund towards to buy a vehicle. Right. Right. You know, so oh. at 30,000, I mean, you could buy you only have to put down three point five percent. So we're saying people get tax refunds in these communities for nine, ten thousand dollars that can be going towards a down payment on the house. But now we got to show you how to properly qualify yourself, how to properly find a property, all of those things. And so and that's what the ground up initiative is. Is really just educating people economically, become more financially savvy on the home buying per- process. We're going to help them restore their credit. We're going to connect them with the proper lenders. We're going fi- to help them get the banking, and then we even uh, are going to be assisting in the lieu lo- of if they need, uh, re- you know, uh, uh, rehab for the property, helping them, you know, find, you know, uh, contractors that are within the budget. To make sure that they still can get into a property that's within their approval budget right. and so that's that's what that's about and that's something that, that's near and dear to my heart primarily because it's my hometown
0: man that's beautiful that's beautiful and and it's even more more inspiring and and just man because what people don't understand is like you said they don't want us to know they don't exactly so and i don't, I don't even like to speak on all that honestly but it's it's sad because it's true. And they don't want us to know why, because once you get a home, a home ownership and you can get equity and you can eventually flip that house and get all that income tax free, tax free, what, two hundred and fifty. Right.
1: Well, anytime. So like if you own a property, and you have equity. But for those who don't know, equity is the amount you owe versus the value of the property. Mm-hmm. You can refinance, pull that equity out and use it for whatever tax-free.
0: Tax-free. So now you that is and now that is you have leg up. You can give that to your children. You can start a business. You can do whatever. And now you have a leg up. They don't want you to know that. And a lot of people are so afraid of even, because I'm a realtor, so I hear that. Oh man, my credit's so shot, man. I, I can't get a house or I just don't have the money. I don't da-da-da. I'm like, listen, man, you don't understand how easy, you don't yeah. understand where you stand. You don't even know where you stand. Go see a mortgage lender and just talk to them and try to see, let them pull your credit. Let them see what it really is and tell- you'll be surprised. But like you said, people hold themselves back. Others try to hold us back because why? It's a leg up. Yeah. You could really change your life, your family's life. It could be generational it's like it's legacy powerful. is what it is and, and you not have that if you don't know
1: I couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> that's one of the number one reasons why they don't want you to know but hey educate yourself if you don't have someone like Will pick up a book you can find it in a book book can change your life man change your life hey it's on
1: YouTube <laughs> it's on YouTube <laughs> it's on YouTube yeah. with you <laughs> it's on YouTube. Right, right, you know right.
0: what I mean Just do the research, do your homework, educate yourself. You got to invest in yourself. Investing in yourself is not always money. It's not always money, y'all. time. Time, man.
1: Absolutely.
0: Time is is more valuable than money. You don't have the time to make the money. What do you have? You don't have time to invest in yourself to make the money. What do you have? Nothing. So, yeah. Hey, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. But, man, I really appreciate you. Coming on here and expounding on everything that you do,
1: oh, I appreciate the invite.
0: Giving these nuggets, I have people that were telling me, "Man, I'm gonna tune in, man. I wanna, you know, I know that brother. I heard that, I heard of it, man. I, I gotta hear it. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep pouring. Appreciate in. that. Thank you. Keep being genuine with what you're doing, Thank you. and just loving on people, man, because it shows and everything that you're doing. I got all of your links down in the description. I got the TED Talk down there. I got all your books. I got all your uh, social media platforms. So if you guys want to connect with Will, it's all in the description, all in one shot. You have no excuse. Reach out to the brother. Like you say, he does business coaching, he got the easy funding, the credit restoration, all of that. So there's no gimmick. One stop shop. Yeah, one stop shop, man. There's no gimmicks. Uh, it's not a money grab. We didn't come on here to sell you anything, just came on here you to get value. You can, trust me, even if you don't use Will's services, you could take what he's given now and just change your life. You, this is giving you a head start of something you may not have known, you know. And and if you did, if you did know, I'm pretty sure he's dropped something on here you did not know. Because I didn't know about the different FICO scores, oh, right. you know what I mean? Like just simple things like that,
1: Definitely.
0: you know, because the FICO score, like you said, the FICO score is not your credit score, right? So your credit score may be shot, but your FICO score may be better than your credit score. And you're saying to yourself, "Well, I can't get this. I can't get that." Go check your credit, man.
1: Gotta pull that.
0: MyFICO.com, right?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be an investment, but it's well worth it.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Forty nine ninety nine, right?
1: Somewhere around there. <laughs> Somewhere it's less around than a the cable bill, I know that.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, less than your cable, unless you're doing some ISP TV service. <laughs> Oh, before we go, before we go, we got to talk about just real quick. Let everything tell people the importance of securing your name in business. You have trademarked phrases, man. Oh, man, everything. 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 Because
1: it's all about ownership. It's all about ownership. So, yeah, the credit is king is the tagline I just came up with. And so I I trademarked that uh, 50 million. Uh, full-time CEO. I'm not sure they can see that uh, leverage everything. And so <clears throat> it's really just about ownership because we don't own nothing. And I wanted to be able to own a part of the a legacy that I'm creating. Yeah. And so everything that we do, our merchandise, our companies, and I tell everybody you should trademark your name, your company name. And the reason I say that actually, and I'll be real quickly with this story. I have a good friend of mine who plays sports, professional basketball. And before he graduated college, right before he entered the draft, somebody trademarked his name. Wow. So he can never get a website with that name. he It's very little he can do with the likeness of his name because somebody else trademarked it. His so ownership, government name? His government name somebody trademarked. <laughs> so what about like man, jersey everything.
0: sales? What about like jersey sales and stuff?
1: I mean, I'm not sure how that works. I just know they trademarked That's his name.
0: That's crazy. They, you know what? They... I mean, if it was something with it, the NBA probably bought it and they made money off of him.
1: Or I, I just know that that person, who then got trademarked, he's not capitalizing like he should be. Let's just put it like that. So that is trademark crazy. everything. Your company name, trademark it. Did you trademark your trad- name? Did you trademark it? everything? Everything we own is trademarked. Yes.
0: <laughs> man, that's a smart move. Wow, that's see, man. Who thinks of that? Who would think to trademark their own name? This is great, man. This is great. This is great. This is stuff you pay for, y'all. I'm telling you. This man, shit, they don't tell you. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Shit, they don't tell you. Oh, that is great, brother. It's been a great time, man. Hey, we've gone way over. It said 30 minutes. We've been on here for an hour, but it felt like,
1: but it's right. It flew by.
0: It's good. It's great, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Taking the time out. This man jumped off of a, a live. Hop on this. He's moving, y'all. So right. really appreciate your time thank you, man. Uh, and every, uh, You know, love everything you're doing, man. Keep doing your thing, brother. Keep doing. Your
1: Absolutely, thing. man. Appreciate you and appreciate everybody's support. So thank you all, and man, we'll hopefully I'll get come back on again, man.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna do a year end roundup, a little wrap, okay. or whatever you want to call it, at the end of this year. I'll, have, I'll definitely have you back on, kind of see what you know, new initiatives you got going on, and Absolutely. all of that good stuff, man. So you you're on the yeah. list for sure.
1: Absolutely, looking forward to it.
0: All right, man. You have a good night. Everybody, go follow Will. Everything is Mr. Will Roundtree, except for YouTube. It's just Will Roundtree. Make sure you follow him. Subscribe, all that, man. You will not, 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 not listen. (laughs) Trust me. Just go follow him. All right? right, Appreciate it. till next week, Will Roundtree, y'all. Thank you,
1: brother. Peace. Peace Thank you, man. All right, later.